0: Have you ever considered how much we as individuals define ourselves by who and what we are not? What does it mean to acknowledge and understand race and racism? And so many believe that we live in a post-racial era. Welcome to Audiobook Reviews in 5. This is Jana, also known as Jana. And today, I'm reviewing the 10th anniversary edition of The New Jim Crow*. Mass Incarceration in the Age of Colorblindness by Michelle Alexander and narrated by Karen Chilton. Although I'm Canadian and I've never lived in the United States, American culture and policy impact Canada to varying degrees, so I believe it's important to be informed as much as possible on events there. I listened to the original version of this audiobook in 2014, during the unrest and uprising in Ferguson, Missouri, because I wanted to better understand some of the issues that were being discussed at the time. Michelle Alexander's book had been published in 2010, and although it wasn't an instant bestseller, it increasingly gained traction with diverse audiences, and eventually it spent nearly 250 weeks on the New York Times bestseller list. Today, I'm reviewing the 10th anniversary edition with a new preface, which seems especially poignant and sadly more relevant than ever in light of the recent murder of Ahmed Arbury in Georgia. And a quick note for those unfamiliar with the term Jim Crow. It refers to a popular American song and dance from 1828. It was performed in blackface by white minstrel performers and based on racist mockery. When Southern legislatures passed laws of racial segregation at the end of the 19th century, these statutes became known as Jim Crow laws, which were broadly enforced until the Civil Rights Act of 1964 and the Voting Rights Act of 1965, which ended legally sanctioned state barriers to voting for all federal, state, and local elections. Next, I want to note that when Michelle Alexander refers to mass incarceration, she's referring to the web of laws, rules, policies, and customs that make up the U.S. criminal justice system and which serve as a gateway to permanent marginalization throughout the United States. Some critics of this book have argued that comparing current incarceration practices to the Jim Crow era minimizes the horror and violence of segregation. And other critics have justified the incarceration expansion of the last four decades as essential, and they've highlighted that the homicide victimization rates doubled between 1960 and 1980 and didn't begin a consistent decline until the mid-1990s but that seems to minimize the broader issues. Alexander notes in the preface that today the proportion of the American population implicated in the prison system includes greater numbers of white people, but one of her most powerful arguments remains unchallenged. Why are so many formerly incarcerated people never truly considered rehabilitated? To this day... As she highlights throughout her book, even nonviolent offenders who have served their time may face lifelong restrictions from access to jobs, travel, and they are often barred from other roles in civil society. And then there's the troubling implications of how private prison systems incentivize greater rates of incarceration. So, Ultimately, I find Alexander's arguments compelling, and her analogy holds water, sadly even today. Yes, of course there are differences in the eras, but the lifelong shame and stigma of the prison label are comparable to the shame and stigma associated with the Jim Crow laws in some ways. It's also clear to me that widespread pretensions of colorblindness prevent many of us from seeing injustice at both an individual and an institutional level. And there can be no doubt that the increased militarization of police forces across the United States is problematic, and the conflation of race and criminality remains disturbingly prevalent in many cultures, including here in Canada. Michelle Alexander's new preface to her book on the 10th anniversary of publication is helpful. She outlines the rise of electronic incarceration and its troubling implications on community cohesion and surveillance. You may not agree with all of her ideas or conclusions, but many, if not most, remain painfully relevant today. Overall, the audiobook narration by Karen Chilton is flawless. Her voice has the perfect measure of warmth and intensity to keep you listening to a book that covers a lot of historic context and detail. And if you're interested in reading more from Michelle Alexander, I highly recommend you check out her articles in the New York Times. all for this episode of Audiobook Reviews in Five. Thanks for listening. I look forward to checking in with you all again soon. Please stay safe and be well.